This morning, I pray that you speak to our hearts, teach us something new, and uh, yeah, make your word come alive in our minds and hearts too, so that we can understand what it is you want us to believe and then how to respond and do. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. What you focus on, what you focus on will come, you, you will come to see. This idea of focus can sound weird because somebody wrote to me yesterday when I was talking about what I was going to be teaching on, and they said, so what you see will, will come about? I said, no, not what you see. What you focus on. And uh, I'm going to just touch in a little bit into the science behind this. Uh, can I hit the uh, screen pretty please? Since I have control again. There we go. See, this is the time of year of resolutions. A lot of people, they make promises of what are, you gonna, what are your New Year's resolutions going to be? And so often we come up with the typical ones. I'm going to change this, change that, blah, blah, blah. And usually the number one thing that you promise to focus on, what's the typical thing? Lose weight. Diet. Lose weight. Yep. Very much so. Yep. I've got a great six pack. I just keep it covered well. <clears throat> Yep. So anyway, so let's say dieting for 2019. There's a focus. I'm going to, let's say if I was to do this, I'd be focusing on not eating bad stuff. So uh, what, do you, what do you do with your kids when they say, when you tell them, don't touch the cookie jar? What, what's the very first thing that's now entering their minds? Go eat a cookie. Take a cookie. You're planting a seed. You're planting the thought. So if I were to focus on not eating bad stuff, guess what's going to happen? What do I see? Only bad stuff or really good stuff. All depends on your flavor and taste. Some of you, it turns you off, but that's okay. It's, you know, there's a variety of people that uh, enjoy different flavors. So as, as I begin to focus on those things, I remember when I was working out a long time ago, whenever that was, um, you know, I, I would be encouraged to watch certain foods and not eliminate per se. I always say I'll reduce, not eliminate. And they, at least the trainers said, fine, that's okay. They wanted me to eliminate, but I said, no, I'll reduce because otherwise I, I won't do it. So anyway, that's, that's what I focus on. So when I'm focusing on not eating uh, the bad stuff, what am I going to see? I'm going to start, start to notice deep fried shrimp. I'm going to notice that burger, the poutine from, from across the street, you know, from Crazy Canuck. You know, I'm going to, mm, these, these memories start to come, and then I start to smell the smells. Oh, yeah. Like, it's amazing. What you focus on, you begin to perceive and will eventually see. Science. When a quantum observer is watching quantum mechanic, uh, wa is watching, quantum mechanics states that particles can also behave as waves. In other words, when under observation, that's the key word, when observed, electrons are being forced to behave like particles and not like waves, thus the mere act of observation affects the experimental findings. Uh, what did I just say? Huh? Like, how many of you are like, boom, right over your head? That's great. For two of you that it actually interests, uh, look up this thing called the double slit experiment. This is uh, a, a scientifically proven over and over and over physics test that happens in almost every university. It shows that particles and waves, when observed, 
act differently than when not observed. And they try to trick it over and over. It's, you have to go look it up and look for the, the YouTube version that is the easy to understand version. Okay, it's a cartoon. It tells you something. But explains it really well. And this broke open the science world to realize there's more going on in the unseen world around us than we are aware of. So let, let me encourage you this, with this. Uh, I sent an email a little while back um, because in light of the stuff I've been learning, um, actually I'll show you the link in just a second, uh, but I've been doing some quantum mechanics learning from Steve McVeigh. He's, been doing, he's done a series called Awakening to Quantum Life. And in there, he begins to make a bridge to science that the church has not built. In fact, they burned the bridge down. Science would say, or sorry, churchianity in the past would say science is the opposite of faith when yet now I'm discovering through what I just shared, there's actually a bridge and they complement each other. There's more going on than we see. All the young people that are taking science courses in school and high school and university, they know all this stuff. Yeah, yeah, we learned all this already. I had one young 20-year-old tell me that and as I began to explain some of this thing. Yeah, that's, we, we learned that already. Oh, I didn't. You know, I'd never heard of this. And if I did, I couldn't have cared less back then, right, when you were taught. So through the science, I finally got to see that it took some teaching on quantum mechanics to give me a better understanding instead of what an ambiguous out there spiritual answer, an answer that would uh, only get if I were spiritual enough. And that is this. What's this talking about? It's talking about the idea that what you focus on matters. We were told that in the Bible. Here, look at these things. Focus on that because it's going to affect your life. Well, that's nice. It sounds all spiritual. You know, okay, that's nice. It's a category uh, that I didn't quite get. Yes, I believed it, but I didn't get why. Now I'm starting to get the why to all this. And that's, that's where I want to encourage you guys to go onto YouTube, search up my name, look for session one, The Hidden World is Being Revealed intro, and that's for a conference called Awakening to Quantum Life. So the first session, hour and a half, is available for all of you to watch. And I forget if he dives into that one then, but uh, at least it gives you an opening to realize there's a scientific world that's pointing to the details of scripture that we were never told about, and it's it's using different languages. Like, now I have another language to speak and understand the amazing vastness of God's love and his handiwork in all of creation. That's just the beginning of that. So I'll leave that alone because some of you are going, I hope you move on to this fast. So we're gone. All right. So focus. Job. In chapter 25 to 26, in the message translation, he writes, remember, Job is the guy who went through a lot of stuff, uh, lost almost everything, and was just struggling with his own faith, so to speak. And here he writes, The worst of my fears has come true. What I've dreaded most has happened. My repose is shattered. My peace destroyed. No rest for me ever. Death has invaded my life. Here's the line. My worst fears have come true. He thought through all of his fears. Some people focus their whole life on fears. They're constantly worried, focusing on the negative and not the positive. You can't impact things around you. You can't control. You can't make other people change people. All right? The, the charismatics will say, well, if you pray hard enough, then you, can, you, know, you, you force that intention. 
But you can't. We're all independent, connected, interconnected, but we're independent beings that have uh, direction and change and flow. So we can't have an influence on each other. Uh, I think it was, um, oh, who was it? I forget which scientist said this, but if you have all this bad stuff going on around you and you're looking for a change, before you try to make the psychological changes, first look at who you're surrounded with. Are you surrounded by negative people? Are you surrounded by those negative circumstances constantly? Uh, are they potentially impacting you more than you, than you knew? It's, it's a, it was a good question. So here he's focusing on his fears. And of course, if you know the story, uh, he went through a disaster, just brutal stuff. Isaiah 43, 18 to 19 says, forget about what's happened. Don't keep going over old history. Be alert. Be present. I'm about to do something brand new. It's bursting out. Don't you see it? There it is. I'm making a road through the desert, river, the rivers in the badlands. This is Isaiah saying, what are you focusing on? And the lesson for this text on looking at 2019, don't look back at the past and focus on it. Yes, we will remember things in our past. We've got our calendar filled with things. We've got anniversaries of events that have happened. We have ceremonies in our culture that celebrate or remember deep, painful experiences. But we don't live focusing on that negativity. Because the past is where you've come from. It's not who you are and cannot determine your future unless you let it by your focus of looking back only at the negative. My encouragement this year is to find a positive outlook. And I'm not talking about just happy, slappy thinking. <laughs> you know, like sometimes they have these motivational speakers who, who tell you, think positive, it'll change you, it makes a difference in your life. The, the scary part is they're all true. All those guys are telling you the truth. But unfortunately, they're making it sound like some magic mojo that by your action, only that, that uh, the positive words will create the change. But that's not it. They're leaving out a major point, unless you catch it. That yes, your words matter, but also your intention, your focus. What are you looking at? What are you constantly thinking about? I had some trouble this year at the end of, uh, at the end of uh, uh, probably September, October, November, you know, as I'm focusing on fears. Nobody does that here, right? Looking at budget, looking at this, looking at circumstances, and I began to play out ideas in my head of what could happen, and I began to become afraid, and, and my, my language began to change. Jen noticed it, you know, in the office, and we're talking about this and that, and um, I, I saw my language and focus be on all the bad stuff that I could see coming. The trajectory I saw coming is, oh no, if things don't change, it's going to be disaster. And my focus was on the bomb landing. And then I realized, oh my goodness. If I can, because this, this stuff was coming to my mind, especially the stuff I was learning from Steve. Um, if my focus is on that negativity, um, there's a greater chance that negativity will happen if I stay focused on that. 
So instead, I, I said, God, what do I do? How do I change my thinking and be authentic? I want to be honest. I don't want to be, a, you know, stick in, be an ostrich to stick my head in the ground and not observe the things going on around me. And then I realized, oh, let's focus on changing the trajectory so that it's not that outcome I so fear, but instead le- focus on how to redirect and become aware of some possibilities as best I could. And as I began to practice that, and it was not easy because I built up a pattern of focusing on my fear stuff, then things began to change in my head, in how I spoke. And I, became, I began, and listen to this word, I became personally aware of what I was talking about and focusing on. And then come mid-December, mid some things really did change in a positive way, and it was very exciting. But it's a mindset that I don't want to get back into. It's a spin cycle I don't want to live in. And sometimes we need to help each other out of spin cycles, gently, when we're in that cycle of thinking negatively. Take a look at it. It's bursting out. Don't you see? I'm making a road through the desert, rivers in the badlands. This is your God who loves you. He's for you, not against you. He's not here to make your life difficult. He's not creating negative events in your life to try and teach you a lesson. Really? How many parents set up intentional blocks for their kids to make sure they trip and fall down the stairs so they don't run down the stairs? You don't do that. That's ridiculous. But why do we make God to be the monster? We've done that. Oh, that's, God's going to bring that. Really? Really? You don't know your daddy very much. You don't know your heavenly father very well. You don't know the Holy Spirit very well. You don't know Jesus very well because Jesus wouldn't do that. Yes, we have circumstances in our world that are not pleasant. But you've got true life dwelling in you. Begin to focus on that. And we're going to look at some really cool verses that will be encouraging. Again, look at all these old covenant verses that remind us of of, uh, what to think about. Even though the fig trees have no blossoms and there are no grapes on the vines, even though the olive crop fails and the fields lie empty and barren, even though the flocks die in the fields and the cattle barns are empty, stop there, because you and I both know, we all know people who live right there. They live in all the negative things that are happening around them. Well, this happened and that happened and nothing ever good happens to me. The more you say the, idea, the phrase, nothing ever good happens to me, or every time, oh, this happens every year, oh, every time, and you start to speak and focus on something negative, why don't we try and practice not saying that and finding an alternative of a positive direction, a positive, intentional focus for this next year. When you catch yourself in that spin cycle of, yeah, well, this went wrong, that went wrong, oh, boy, that person always does that. Well, guess what? You're going to see that person always do that then because that's what you're looking for. Your expectation is that, and whether it really happened that way or not, you see through a negative lens. You have the choice of how you see and perceive If you're typically negative, now is a great time to begin to realize I can change. I can change the way I think, and I can change where I focus my energy and focus my eyes. Oh, yeah. Then he says, yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will be joyful in the God of my salvation. 
See, there's not, yay, I'll be thrilled. There's no figs on the trees. There's, you know, they're, they're not being joyful in the negative stuff. They're putting their joy in God. Very big difference. The God of outcomes. Proverbs 3, 5 to 7 says, Trust in the Lord completely and do not rely on your own opinions. With all your heart, rely on him to guide you, and he will lead you in every decision you make. I love that. Become intimate with him. There we go. There's the, there's the, the step before intention. Become intimate with him in whatever you do, and he will lead you wherever you go. Don't think for a moment that you know it all. <laughs> for wisdom comes when you adore him with undivided devotion, attention, devotion, attention, and avoid everything that's wrong. Avoid everything that's wrong. Look at that. There's actual wisdom here. A friend of mine uses the phrase fantasy thinking. When we start to worry about what can happen and we play through all these scenarios of, oh no, that's gonna, that could happen to that person. Oh no, what if that happens? What about this? What? Stop the focused intention on the negative and instead redirect and go, that's been my pattern. Lord, open my eyes to see something better and more hope-filled. I want 2019 to be a hope-filled year for all of us. You don't know it all. Trust him. Trust him completely. Do not rely on your own opinions. Sometimes we need wisdom from somebody else. It's important. Next. 1 Samuel 18, 6-7 says, When the victorious Israelite army was returning home after David had killed the Philistine, women from all the towns of Israel came out to meet King Saul. They sang and danced for joy with tambourines and cymbals. This was their song. By the way, that would be really cool to put into churches that don't believe in instruments and stuff. You know, it's like, look, look, see, they were, they were. Anyway, just kidding. There are churches like that. Listen to this song. Tell me if you can catch this. Saul was, has killed his thousands and David his ten thousands. Why would I put this up on the screen? What's the warning here? I believe what you focus on will impact you. And for Saul, Saul heard these words and he became jealous. He heard the song, he heard the words. It was a, they were giving David his, you know, his honor, but jealous King Saul, he got second place, killed his thousands. And the whole story after that, we saw Saul's intention and focus changed to let's get rid of this David guy. He's driving me nuts. And every single decision was clouded by that negativity, that spin cycle, that focus. Oh, look, everybody likes him more. It's amazing how we treat those people when we're jealous and insecure. Huh. Careful what you listen to when you hear the voices, including the negative voices to you. Be careful. Filter them through the voice of the Holy Spirit. I love this Romans 8, 38 and 39. I love, love, love this. Please hear where to focus on. So now I live with the confidence that there is nothing in the universe with the power to separate us from God's love. I'm convinced that his love will triumph over death. Life's troubles, fallen angels, or dark rulers in the heavens, there's nothing 
in our present or future circumstances that can weaken his love. There is no power above us or beneath us. No power that could ever be found in the universe that can distance us from God's passionate love, which is lavished upon us through our Lord Jesus, the anointed one. Can you hear the intention? Can you hear what the focus is? I believe nothing can separate us from God's love. How many people struggle with an insecure faith? Oh, oh, does God still love me? Have I messed up so much that, that there isn't room for me to come back to God? Or he doesn't love me anymore? Let me tell you, a finite being, you're not powerful enough to change God's love. You don't have that kind of power. This mindset going into the year when you're feeling insecure and far from God, that you don't feel him close. By the way, feelings matter. They do. Feelings back up beliefs. And if you're feeling God is distant, you're going to feel God is distant. But when you believe he is near, you're one with God, suddenly your outlook and your circumstances change. You become the conduit of God's love to others. All of it's revealed in Jesus. Not in your circumstances, future circumstances. Look at that. There's nothing in our present or future circumstances that can weaken his love. And this is good news for everybody. Everyone. Imagine if we started 2019 with that mindset. Huh. Romans 12.2 says, Stop imitating the ideals and opinions of the culture around you, but be inwardly transformed by the Holy Spirit through a total reformation of how you think. This will empower you to discern God's will as you live a beautiful life, satisfying and perfect in his eyes. Be careful of the culture around you. Or don't be squeezed into the mold of this present age. Do we even know the difference? Do we realize there is a, an age we're in where there are opinions trying to reshape us? When you have been given and made into the opinion of Jesus, Christ's opinion of you is all that matters. He's made you one with himself. God's opinion of you is Jesus. You're one with him. You're clean. You're forgiven. You're righteous. You're pure. You're good. So what are you focusing on? Be careful of the voices from our world. There's so many negative voices. Huh. Or from the message translation, it says, don't become so well adjusted to your culture that you fit into it without even thinking. Instead, fix your attention on God. Ooh, there it is. Fix your attention attention, your focus, and you'll be changed from the inside out. Too many people try to make external changes when it's internal that matters. The internal always affects the external, not the other way around. You can make external habit changes. That's fine. It's temporary. But when they're from the inside out, your thinking patterns begin to change, your outlook begins to change, and none of this happens quickly. That's what's sad Everybody wants quick answers. 
Have you ever had a debate with somebody on Facebook or uh, on something like that where ah, I'm right, you're wrong? Ever done that? Everybody wants quick, sharp answers. They, they want to resolve the fact that they are right ever so quickly, and they're going to do the sharpest jab possible to shut you down, just so they win. But this journey of refocusing and thinking about what you think about is a long, slow process. There's no vending machine here. There isn't a quick pay your PayPal bill, and then you're, you have the download available to you. It's all, like, all this instant, instant society. And people think the same thing can happen in our theology and in the way we train our, our minds. It is not quick. You spent so many years creating this, this rut of how you've been thinking. To make that change is a long time coming. Are you ready for it? Will you let God do the changing? Will you let God do the removing and adding as he needs to make in your mind and in your circumstances? We usually try to help him out too much. <laughs> I'm really good at that. Yikes. doesn't work. Second Corinthians. That is why we never give up. Though our bodies are dying, our spirits are being renewed every day. For our present troubles are small and won't last very long. They, yet they produce for us a glory that vastly outweighs them and will last forever. So we don't look at the troubles we can see now. Rather, we fix our gaze on the things that cannot be seen. Uh, how's that work? How can I fix my gaze on something I cannot see? Back to this double slit experiment thing. Can you see sound waves and protons and neurons? Can you see those? No, you can't. Not with your naked eye. They're there. So what if there is a way to see things that you can't quite see right now? Hindsight's twenty twenty. What if in a year from now, you begin to practice being intentional, have your eyes fixed on Jesus, the author and perfecter of your faith? Imagine what a year of focused intention will do to you. Going to a quiet place and meditating on the truths that you've been learning, that the Holy Spirit has been revealing to you just moments a day, just little bits. Watch how that begins to change you. And in one year, to look back and see what I have changed. I'm finding changes in me, slowly. And I'm surprised by them, and I like them. They're not fully acted out all the time, but <laughs> I'm working on that, you know. But this is big. What do you look at? Don't look at the troubles. Fix your gaze on the things that cannot be seen. For the things we see now will soon be gone, but the things we cannot see will last forever. 2 Corinthians 9 says, Remember, a stingy planter gets a stingy crop. A lavish planter gets a lavish crop. I want each of you to take plenty of time to think it over and make up your own mind about what you will give. That will protect you against sob stories and arm twisting. God loves it when the giver delights in the giving. Wow. Giving. The whole, not just financial. This, this one's dealing with some financial. But giving of ourselves. Take time to think. There is a participatory benefit 
to being with other people. We give and take, give and take. That's what life is about. You're not to be a taker, take, 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 take. We are to be givers and takers, and what we focus on, we need to think this over. Make up in your own mind. Ephesians 3, 17, almost done. Then Christ will make his home in your hearts as you trust in him. By the way, this is not saying he's not there, therefore he'll then go and make a home in you. Okay? This has to do with absolute awareness that, oh my goodness, he is, I, I'm recognizing his presence in me moment by moment now. Okay? Big difference. you you got to see that. Your roots will grow down into God's love and keep you strong. Your growth in the knowledge of God's love for you will be the thing that changes you from the inside out because nothing can separate you from his love. Become acquainted with the love of God for you. And I guarantee as that becomes more and more real, the love of God for others will be a natural overflow. You don't have to try to love others. I know, and I used to teach, you know, you need to love others more. You know, love others better. And here's the five steps of how to do it. You know, and here's the six suggestions of go do these and you'll begin to love. No. Become acquainted with what is already true. So that when counterfeits come along, you'll recognize and go, wait a minute, that's not the love of God. If you ever worked in a bank, and I'm, I'm, I don't know how their counterfeit money training works, but I'm sure they don't find all the counterfeit around the world and everybody has to memorize what the counterfeits look like. I'm quite sure that's not the case. I'm pretty sure they focus on the original. And they know it. They know what to look for. They've memorized what the original proper bill is. So when suddenly one comes in that's just a little off, hey, something's funny about this. Something's not quite right. And it's a counterfeit. What if you and I, in our intuition, have known all along something? Things not right with my perception of who I believe God to be. This, that one song that we sang doesn't quite sit well. That verse, the way it was just interpreted, that doesn't quite sit well. Some, something's off. What if the true authentic source who lives in you is that thought, is that intuition, is that conscience in you? Saying, hey, look into this further. Don't just buy everything hook, line, and sinker. God has placed in you wisdom. Listen to it. Listen to that. Hmm, some, some, sometimes you use the phrase, that doesn't feel right. And then somebody comes along, well, you shouldn't trust your feelings, blah, blah, blah. That isn't fair. Although I used to say that. <laughs> But if something, if you say, I don't feel right about that, that's just your words of saying, I still need to process something. There's, there's something I can't explain. Call it supernatural. Call, call it a vibe. I'm getting a vibe that this ain't right. You know, whatever. Like, take those things seriously. They matter. I believe it could be the Holy Spirit speaking to you. And then the redirect to absolute truth is exciting. Because then when you do see, you go, ha, I knew it. 
I think one of the more encouraging people in this church that I've really enjoyed is Elizabeth Eby. Sorry, you've been, your whole clan here, the three of you are, have been excited because a number of the phrases I hear back from her were, ha, I knew it was true. I've always believed this. I just hadn't worded it that way. It's like when I read the book Grace Walk years ago. If you haven't read it, it's a great read. But there are some things I sensed were already true. And yes, I believe that. But I was not taught it like this. Yes, that in something in me confirms this is true. Wow. I can't explain it necessarily at the time. Um, but something in me, I feel like something's right here that I want to pursue and dig deeper into. That's life in you, truth in you, recognizing truth and drawing you to it. That's another scientific principle in quantum mechanics. Law of attraction. Then Christ will make his home in your hearts as you trust in him. Your roots will go down to God's love and keep you strong. And may you have the power to understand as all God's people should, how wide, how long, how high, and how deep his love is. May you experience the love of Christ. Though it is too great to understand fully, then you will be made complete with all the fullness of life and power that comes from God. Don't pray for more revelation. <laughs> You've been given so much revelation you can't handle it. <laughs> Pray for understanding instead. Pray for an understanding, an awakening to what God has already done in you and an awakening to the power of his love and let it transform you from the inside out. Philippians 4.9 says, Be cheerful with joyous celebration in every season of life. Let joy overflow, for you are united with the anointed one. Let gentleness, or fairness and humility, be seen in every relationship, for our Lord is ever near. Don't be pulled in different directions or worried about a thing. Be saturated in prayer throughout each day offering your faith-filled requests before God with overflowing gratitude. Tell him every detail of your life. Not just your prayer list. Dear Lord, pray for this, 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 that person, that person, yeah, and all the leaders of our country, amen. Oh, yeah, the missionaries too, amen. No, you can do those things, it's fine. But what about the connection, the real emotional attachment? to the one who lives in you. Have you ever thought about that? It's deeper, it's bigger, it's wider. It's not a religion. <laughs> Continuing on, then God's wonderful peace that transcends human understanding will make the answers known to you through Jesus Christ. And as translated from the Aramaic, the Greek is guard your hearts and minds in Christ. That's what that phrase can mean. That's the Greek. This is from the Aramaic up here. This is from the Greek now. 
So keep your thoughts continually fixed on all that is authentic and real. Keep your thoughts continually fixed on all that's authentic and real, honorable and admirable, beautiful and respectful, pure and holy, merciful and kind, and fasten your thoughts on every glorious work of God, praising him always. Follow the example of all that we have imparted to you, and the God of peace will be with you in all things. Not that he's not going to be with you, but that you'll be in the awareness at the moment that he's with you. God doesn't pop in and out of your life. That's impossible. And don't let anybody tell you differently. He's the one who holds you together. Fix on all that is authentic and real. If you catch yourself focused on all the fear of what could be coming, let the Holy Spirit do the tap, tap, tap on your shoulder and just kind of lift your chin up to look and focus on the things he's called you to focus on. And don't you try to figure out what to focus on. Let the Holy Spirit do that for you. That requires surrender, folks. That requires not being in control. Colossians 3, 1 to 2. Christ's resurrection is your resurrection too. This is why we are year, this is why we are to yearn for all that is above, for that's where Christ sits enthroned, the place of all power, honor, and authority. Yes, feast on all the treasures of the heavenly realm and fill your thoughts with heavenly realities and not with the distractions of the natural realm. Take that one home today. Focused intention, it's a thing. Some people call it prayer. Pray. Ask God to show you. Find your way to pray. Find your way to connect spirit to spirit with the one who holds you together and lives in you, who loves you, who doesn't want you to rely on your own wisdom, but rather the wisdom flowing in and through you at all times. Love is constantly flowing through you. Are you going to let it out? Christ lives in you and he wants out. Out through your actions. All depends what you're thinking about. Whatever you're thinking about will come out. Whatever you're focusing on, that will come out. In tone, in attitude, in behavior. So let's focus on the things we've been called to focus on. There's a scientific reason why it matters, but I've just shown you some incredibly biblical ones. So whichever one connects with you best, great! Maybe knowing the why helps. It does me. May 2019 be an incredibly great year. Heavenly Father, this morning, wake us up from the slumber of routines that we've been sucked into in our culture. Will you begin to draw us out? You draw us out and create a new path of thinking for us so that our focus and intentions will be on you and the good things you have placed around us. May we have eyes to see those things and be drawn towards those. And even when things are negative, Father, I pray you help us see the good in it. And become bearers of good news and light when things are dark. <laughs> Thank you 
for loving us. Even when we lose sight of it and forget, remind us, wake us up. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.